You're listening to Episode 7 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hello there. This is Episode 7, and today we are minimizing and decluttering the trinkets. Now, maybe you know trinkets by a different name, knickknacks tchotchkes, doohickeys. Those are all synonyms for the same thing, a decoration in our homes that collects dust. Now, in her book, The Joy of Less, author Francine Joy suggests that minimalists remove all the decorations in their household and store them out of sight for a week. After a week, return only the items that you miss to their original places within the home. So I decided to try it. Today, we are going to get into the nitty gritty. We're going to talk about why I tried it. We're going to talk about how I implemented Francine Joy's strategy. And then I'm going to give you both the results and the takeaways of my little experiment. First, the why. Why did I decide to take on this little project? If I have an Achilles heel, it's this. It is my love of home decor. I love Crate and Barrel. I love Pottery Barn. I love leaping through the catalogs and wishing and dreaming that my home looked as pristine as the one on the pages of those magazines. But I consider myself a minimalist, and what I love more than home decor is a clutter-free living area. I also like the aesthetic of less. Minimalism is, of course, much more than aesthetics, but I do believe when it comes to decorating, less is more. So you can imagine my shock and surprise when I started looking around my home and when I opened my eyes to the trinkets that I had, they were everywhere. There were some trinkets. I don't even know how they got to their resting places. We'll get more into that later. My house has a lot of built-in shelving, and over time, things were placed on them. I placed things on them, and I forgot about them, and I passed by them without ever truly seeing them. And maybe that's the case for you and some of the decor in your home as well. So why did I decide to do this? I figured I didn't have anything to lose. I wasn't doing anything drastic, right? This is a very incremental minimalist practice. I'm just collecting all the decor, putting it in a box, and getting it out of my sight for a week. I figured that after seven days, if I wanted to, I could put all my tchotchkes back where they came from. No harm, no foul. At the very least, this could be an opportunity for me to dust those dark corners of my home that are often forgotten. I was also certain that after a week, I would be dying to put my stuff back because all those built-in shelves that my house has would look so bare without my decorations, right? So that's the why. Now, how do you know if you need to tackle the trinkets in your home? That's easy. Number one, if your decor generates anxiety or sadness or longing or any other negative emotion, you need to tackle your trinkets. Number two, 
if when you walk by the items you've placed on display, you don't truly see them, you don't appreciate them, you don't like them even, it's time to tackle the trinkets. Number three, if some pieces in your home don't bring you joy and they don't make you smile, maybe it's time to reassess. And finally, if you decorated your home years ago and you haven't reassessed your decor in a while, take the 10 minutes and do it now. Next is the how. I was very incremental about it. I took all the trinkets and decor out of the first floor of my home. So my home has two floors. It's a colonial. The bedrooms are all upstairs. I didn't touch the bedrooms. I only touched the main floor, the living floor. Now, on the first floor, there are some things that I deliberately left. I deliberately left pictures in picture frames. I don't consider pictures a trinket, so they stayed. I also didn't touch any of my four-year-old's little toy trinket decorations because this is not an exercise in toy decluttering. It's an exercise in getting my own decor under control. So her stuff was off limits as well. Finally, I also left our artwork on the walls. So this is in direct contrast to what Francine Joy suggests. I just was not ready to also tackle the walls. I focused on the doohickeys. (laughs) The procedure was actually quite simple. I got a box. I walked around the first floor of my house and I filled it with stuff. It took under 20 minutes total to collect everything. Now, I also took a photo of each and every item that I removed so that you can actually see my trinkets in the show notes, mamaminimalist.com forward slash 007. I'll link to it again later. But you don't have to take pictures of your decor. So you could easily perform this exercise in under 10 minutes. Now, simply the removal of my stuff offered incredible opportunity for introspection. I learned a ton on day one. So the first thing I learned is that trinkets come into our lives without much conscious thought. So on one of my dining room built-ins, there was a silver bell. I swear to you, I have never seen this silver bell in my life. I have no idea where it came from. I have no idea how it got there. I have no idea how long it has been sitting there. But I passed it every day on the way into the living room, and I never truly saw it. So trinkets just come on in, and unless we stay on top of them, they multiply. Something else I learned on day one was I have a bunch of items lining shelves that, again, I never truly enjoy because I never actually, quote, see them. An example of this is my candle and lantern collection. If you go to the show notes and you look at the photos of all my trinkets, you will also wonder why on earth one woman needs so many lanterns. Apparently, I have a lantern fetish. I have so many all around my house. I've never actually lit one, by the way. The third thing I learned on day one was that some items produce negative emotions without you even realizing it. 
So I'm going to give an example of this. I bought this disc-shaped doohickey. I don't even know what to describe it. It's a big circular trinket. It's oversized. You can see a picture of it if you'd like in the show notes. But I bought it a year ago simply because it was on sale. I bought it on impulse. And because I bought it on impulse, it never truly had a home in my home. So I kind of just stuck it beside a window and I left it there. I also bought an oversized candelabra. Here we go with the candles again. I thought I needed one as a centerpiece for my dining room table. I bought it online. I didn't first check the dimensions. And when it arrived on my doorstep, I realized that it was way too tall for my table and it actually hits the base of my chandelier when it's on the table. I should have returned it then, but I didn't. So the candelabra and that disc thing, they both sat in the corner of my home for over a year. These things I may not have seen, but I did feel them every time I passed. And I know this now because when I finally and consciously and mindfully removed them from my house, I experienced immediate relief. It was almost freeing somehow. And I know that might sound corny. And I know that if you haven't experienced it yourself, you may not understand it. But all I can say is that for me, the guilt associated with those pieces, the guilt that I felt for buying these things that I didn't need and that really didn't fit in my home did weigh me down. Now, before attempting this experiment, I was sure I would miss all my stuff. But as the week went on, it was actually the exact opposite. I did not miss a thing. And that is 100% truth. I didn't miss any of my trinkets. I did think that some of my shelves looked particularly bare, even for me, but there was no one object that, oh, I just really was dying to display. Before I knew it, seven days were over and it was time for me to bring that box back upstairs and decide what I wanted to return to their places and what I wanted to donate. This is where things got a little bit sticky because while I didn't feel a burning desire to return any of the items to their places, I also was not dying to say goodbye to them for good. This is really where the sentimental piece of my stuff came into play and I felt it full force. Now, I'm telling you all of this because most of us have sentiment and emotion attached to our stuff. It's human nature. And the psychology behind it is actually quite fascinating. But humans believe in general that our stuff has a unique essence. It's magical thinking about possessions, and it's a human trait. As a species, humans aren't simply fond of their stuff, Humans believe that their stuff has life. It's crazy stuff, and I'll link to the research in the show notes if you're interested. Now, this magical thinking, we would expect it in kids, right? But it actually is a trait that gets stronger as we age. So no matter how 
minimalist you are, no matter where you are on your simplifying and decluttering journey, both you and I, we can all benefit from addressing the sentiment attached to our stuff. An example of this is a teapot I had been holding on to. It was a broken teapot, and truthfully, I should have said goodbye to it years ago, but it was never just a teapot. Back before my husband and I had children, on a complete whim, we boarded a plane and took a trip to Japan. We had the best two weeks. We climbed Mount Fuji. We gorged on sushi. We slept on tatami mats. We just lived fully on that vacation. And of course, like most people, we wanted to commemorate our great time with a souvenir. So we both together picked out this handmade teapot from a struggling potter, and we loved the little thing. But then it broke. It broke when we were moving. The unique side handle, the, you know, the piece that makes it distinctly Japanese, broke off. The glaze on top chipped. It just no longer had that magical quality. But still, I couldn't get rid of it. So I put it on a shelf and I kind of turned it so you couldn't see that it was broken. And it just stayed there. Now, I didn't miss this teapot when it was gone, but I also wasn't ready to say goodbye for good because it somehow strangely felt like I was also saying goodbye to this memory, which is not true. We have tons of pictures of our great trip, but that's how it felt. I ended up tossing it. It was broken. Nobody needs it. Nobody wants it. And I tell myself that, again, I have the pictures. I don't need the broken souvenir to remember what a great time we had. So if you find yourself wondering whether your home and your sanity will benefit from this experiment, I encourage you to take a quick stroll around your home and look at the items you've placed on display. Ask yourself, which items have I displayed purely for sentimental reasons? Do you have any Japanese teapots lying around? Those items that you've kept simply for sentiment, but not for joy. If you find yourself with some of these items, perhaps it's time for you to tackle your trinkets. Now, I'm sure you're wondering how many items returned to their original places. I removed 20 items. I put back six. So six of 20 items returned. So those are the results. Now for my takeaways. The first takeaway from this experiment for me is that it was a super easy experiment, 20 minutes, with serious results. So well worth that 20-minute upfront time. It forced me to address the emotions I had tied to my stuff. Now, I consider myself a minimalist. I thought I had already addressed my emotional attachment to stuff. I thought I had already done this work. But this experiment forced me to realize that, no, the work is not done and the work may never be done, addressing emotional attachment to stuff 
is a, an ongoing and perhaps a lifelong endeavor, at least in my case. Perhaps the biggest lesson I learned from this experiment is something, again, that I already knew deep down, but taking away my trinkets reinforced it. And that's that I never should have bought most of these items in the first place. Buying stuff may have provided me a small burst of joy, but it's just a burst. It isn't lasting happiness. Going back to that disc-shaped whatever that I had sitting in the corner of my dining room that I purchased simply because it was on sale. I fell into that consumerist trap. I was enticed by a deal. I bought it and I felt like I had gotten away with something, right? I got this great thing for cheap, but really That disc thing, I might donate it to somebody else and they might give it to somebody else. But at the end of the day, that disc thing never should have been purchased in the first place. And eventually it will sit in a landfill. So there you have it. My declutter your trinkets action plan inspired by Francine Joy. If you're interested in more Sustainable Minimalists, you can find us on Facebook by searching for Sustainable Minimalists. Please also access the show notes at www.mamaminimalist.com forward slash 007, M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash 007. Finally, a quick favor that will take you literally 30 seconds. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please leave me a review on iTunes. This will help me reach more people. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week.